This is the Just Sports Talk Podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm your host, J.R. Manta, and joining me, as per usual, is Tristan Marcajani, Stefano Pelleggi, and Noah Dimitri Daffos. How you guys doing today? Good, good, JR. How you doing, man? Good, man. How's your How's your week so far? Eh, it's been all right. Uh, been busy, but sun is out now. Oh, getting spring! Co- spring is finally here. Well, yeah. I mean, it's still cold, but the sun is out spring at least. Is in the air. That's why I don't I don't like about spring. Well, this this weather is that I like the sun. It's sunny days, but I don't like the wind. Yeah, that's what makes it cold. It's not necessarily cold weather anymore. It's the wind that makes it. I'm probably just complaining because my but my my transit shelter is there's no shelter. They moved to Gold Transit, you know, because of the York University strike. Anyways, on to sports, man. <laughs> uh, today's lineup: we're going to talk about March Madness, the Toronto Raptors, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, and also some NBA talk. So, let's start off with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They lost. 4-3 against Tampa Bay Lightning, but they do have some good news happening. Austin Matthews returns to the lineup tonight, boys. You guys, yeah, it, yeah. Just, just for our viewers out there, listen, if listen, you could look at the smile on Stefano's face at the uh, at this moment right now, uh, this guy is so happy. And Stefano, tell me why you're happy that Austin Matthews is back. Why am I happy? He's a game changer. Mm. He's only their oh, franchise okay. number mm. one center, oh, man. So one center. I'm excited okay. to see him back in the lineup. Very excited. He's, is- a, he's a big hole missing to their team, oh, and right. now they're gonna be more. Com- they're gonna look more complete. Zaitsev was skating on the ice as well, which is oh, a good man. thing. Yeah, sure. So, you know, the pieces are finally starting to fall in the, the right place of the puzzle. Yeah. If so, it, uh, sorry. They, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. They face Nashville, one of the top teams right now. Boston already clinched their playoff spot. Uh, so Toronto still has some, some games to win, and they need to do it pretty soon, don't they? Yeah, they got 93 points at the moment. They're third in the uh, Atlantic, and th- they're going to, listen. They're going to clinch, no question. There's got to be, it's got. I don't know what the exact percentage is, but they got to be over 90% that they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, they've got to go in an absolute tank job and I think with an a few more wins and I think a few other teams losses I think they should be able to clinch I was just talking with Dimitri about this yesterday who unfortunately can't be here today but I was just talking about this with him yesterday I was saying it seems like the Leafs always they could have like near a hundred points and somehow they can't clinch till like the second last game or something like that like only the Leafs find a way to leave it to the very last game to clinch so you know it's it's I guess the fans are just anxious they just want that X beside the name to know, hey, we're going to the playoffs because anything can happen at that point. But first, sure. you got to get in. Um, what do you guys think about the game so far? You know, without Austin Matthews, do you, Austin, do you think Austin Matthews is going to be like a? He's going to be a game speed for tonight's game, which we won't see until tonight because we're well, we're recording a podcast the day of. Well, the good okay. So what do you, what do you, you you guys expect Austin Matthews to be game speed? The good thing was while he was dealing with a shoulder separation he was still on the ice he was still skating right he's even said it in in uh previous uh after practice interviews and that the conditioning will be there if anything he should be at even better than game level pace it was just getting comfortable with taking the contact shooting the puck you know moving the puck getting that shoulder comfortable back to game game uh shape ready right i think like you said it's you know will he be ready to go i think it's a good thing that he's coming in now because the playoffs are starting in two weeks 
Two weeks. So it's it's good to get him in some uh, gameplay before the biggest hike in the NHL season starts, right? The playoffs. For sure. He's he's a big he's a big centerman. He's very good defensively. He's good in the zone. So he, he's usually in the right places at the right times. And I think the Leafs are missing his defensive presence during his injury. They've played well without him. They've won games. They went on a little bit of a losing streak. But I think the biggest need will be the defensive, his defensive, uh, his defensive game. I think I think the record shows that I don't think they've been playing good because they've only been what five, three, and two without. Austin Matthews, so that record says something. And then they obviously went on a losing streak. They're not handling the puck correctly. Like without Austin Matthews, it's like a whole, the whole new team basically, right? So even if even with Austin Matthews on the on the team, it's a whole new team. So it's going to be interesting to find out how they can get back all together, chemistry wise, game speed when Austin Matthews gets back in the lineup, uh, get the lines proper, uh, just right before the playoffs. With this ten. Or, excuse me, he's missed, I think, about 17 games to be exact, and he's still tied for second in the team with the most points. So. Third. Third. Third? It's tied for third with Kadri. And is it Marner or JVR? Marner's got, the, oh, sorry, JVR's got the most, Marner's second, and Kadri and him are tied for third. So that just goes to show he's a very critical part to the team. Yeah, and I was going to say, Steph, um, you know, he is a game changer like you mentioned before and you know I don't think they've been playing good uh, like when you say they've been playing good I understand what you mean by the fact that other players have had the chance to step up and they've shown like this this team has been able to show what they are without Austin Matthews right mm-hmm. even though the record doesn't show that they have they, they have a you know a negative they have a below 500 record without him on the ice this year so obviously with him on the ice he's a playmaker he helps make everybody better around him and he's able to <clears throat> create plays, score goals, things like that, right? But I understand what you're trying to say as they've been playing they've been playing good in the sense that other players have shined like JVR in the past week and a half. JVR's he scored what? 5 hot. goals, 6 mm-hmm. goals in the he's past how many games? Uh like I just Eight mentioned, points. he's he's first in the team now in goals and points. So that's, you Marner know, Marner stepped up a lot. Marner's leading you know, the team in assists. Willie Willie's Although it may, it may have not looked like he produced, he had a big role of playing center. I think he fulfilled that responsibility pretty well. So you know, it's it's just it's it it's a big thing when your your superstar is back in the lineup, and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. You keep, gonna, you keep, keep Willie at center. You keep Willie at center for like maybe a little bit. No, I don't think so. It just. That chemistry between Nylander and Hyman on the wings between Matthews was just... It was second to none before he got hurt. They were turning it on at the right time. You know, Marner, Kadri, and uh, Marlowe, they were turning it up. And now JVR with this hot streak, I think you just put bring Willie back to the wing. Right? Kapanen's going to go back down to the fourth line. And I think this team is set. You know, Leo Komarov still out with an injury. Uh, Babcock has explained he doesn't expect it to be much longer. But uh, there's, again, no official update on that. 
Yeah, and <clears throat> a lot of people are, are may, might be rolling their eyes saying, oh, Komarov, big deal, right? But Komarov, he's a big asset to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't care what people want to say about him. Yeah, he's not the most flashy player. He's not, you know, he, uh, he sometimes he takes some stupid penalties. and he, But he's a gritty player. He's on there for all, every, if not all, penalty kills. He has his role, and he knows what is what, what to do with the team. And he's gritty, and he's just, right. and he's, 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 He's a playoff player you want to have in your lineup. I compare him to Marlowe in the sense that he's a vet on the team. Not that he's—I'm uh-huh. not saying he's as talented as Marlowe, but he's definitely a vet who helps bring the younger guys' morale up, and he—he'll—he'll get—he'll try and make a play for the young guys to get you know fired up. Just to add a little bit to your point, we were mentioning earlier about their record and playing good, and you know they—they they didn't. They've been playing well, but I just want to add to your point. This team has a whole nother level that they can reach. And Leaf fans and players and spectators have seen that this team can reach another level, right? Mm-hmm. It's You mentioned it earlier in a few podcasts back. We don't know, or this team doesn't know their true identity yet. So, you know, come playoff times, once everyone gets in place with the lineup, I guess we'll get a good opportunity, a good look at... If this team is living up to an identity that they can be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs, I still don't think they have the identity. I, th- <clears throat> I still look as the Le- at the Leafs as a team you don't know what you're gonna get. I really look at them like that. I know, I know that everybody wants to say, okay, well. They've got the offensive firepower, but they don't have the defense. And some and Freddie is like they're they're really their goaltender is their MVP, which he is, which he mm-hmm. is. But then again, you don't know when they're gonna put up seven, when they're gonna put up one, and if they're gonna let out let a, let in excuse me let in seven or let in one. I think the Leafs are very streaky, and that worries me heading into the playoffs because you need to be consistent in the playoffs, especially if you're going to play a team like Boston or Tampa in the first round, which it looks like it's going to be. It's it's close. It's not it's not for sure yet. With the way Tampa's been playing as of late, it might be Tampa. Boston, Boston might, might that speak for that first seed. No, I don't. No, there's no way that Tampa's going to like face Maple Leafs in. The first round. round, it's a big possibility. I don't think so. I think I think it is a good a good lock that we'll see Boston in the first round, and it's going to be very interesting what this team can do. Who would you guys rather see the Leafs play in the first round, Tampa or Boston? Matchup wise, okay, okay. If we're talking strictly as a hockey fan, as like what the best matchup will be, hundred percent Leafs because Leafs. Leafs I, and who? Leafs and who? <laughs> Leafs. Bruins the saying. Leafs. Yeah, we're talking about the Leafs. People. Uh, the, the Leafs and I know right Leafs and Tampa because I feel like the as crazy as well, that okay, might sound on, the Leafs you, you want Leafs and Tampa in the first round? as a hockey fan because that's a better matchup in the sense that the Leafs match up with them better they just seem to play them better uh, Tampa they just seem to it seems to be closer games it seems to be more uh, more competitive both of them have speed both of them can shoot I was the, just gonna say that yeah that. if I'm talking as a Leafs fan I want to play Boston because oh. because th- realistically they'll beat Boston before they beat Tampa Bay. I just think from a playoff matchup perspective, 
as a Leaf fan, or if you're a Leaf fan, I'd rather see the Leafs and Bruins because, you know, in the last two seasons, the Leafs have been 7-1 and one against Boston. They've had great success against them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get it. It's regular season. Playoffs is a whole nother ball game. But to, to see the Leafs in Tampa play, essentially, I think they're two teams built similar ways, right? Essentially, the team is built identical, just... They don't got that superstar defenseman like Victor Hedman. Essentially, it's head-to-head against two teams that play similar. Fast, quick. They all they both can score, uh, score goals. They've proven they can score goals in five, four games or two, one games. So I think personally, I'd rather see the Leafs play the Bruins in the first round. That's just my opinion. JR, what, what do you think? You know my opinion... I don't have an opinion. Come on, anything. No, but honestly, if if my perspective from like a guy that just watches basketball or knows a bit about the Leafs and hockey, it's a bit. I would want to see Boston versus Maple Leafs. Boston has had our number for a very long time, and being beating them would be beating Cleveland and LeBron in basketball in the Eastern Conference. Like uh, the rivalry's bigger. Uh, and I think so. There's is that history between those two teams. Obviously, Tampa Bay will be even more interesting as well. But does Tampa Bay or does the Leafs have a chance to beat Tampa Bay? Maybe, kind of. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I I'd favor Tampa Bay still. I was just about to say another reason why Leaf fans should want Boston is to get rid of the, to try and get rid of those demons from uh, 2013. We're not going to mention what happened. All I'm going to mention you is still tw- mentioned it. 20. Well, I'm not going to mention what happened. I'm just Everyone saying. knows. Sorry, my bad. I didn't watch the game. Can you mention it? No, I'm no. We we don't. Oh, need I to. have the clip here. Can I play it? No, no, no. Oh, don't okay. don't we, we don't need my to go bad. through that again. I'm so sorry. Essentially, yeah. But again, as a Leaf fan, you that's just more motivation that you want to play the Bruins, right? You want to get rid of those demons. Uh, you, you just want to prove you could beat them, right? You want to prove, hey, hey, you know what? This is our time now, Boston. You had your chance for the past decade and a bit to dominate us. It's our time to show, hey, we can play with the big boys too. I think that the Leafs should. If you're a Leaf fan, you want Boston in a term that you could beat them. If you want a better hockey matchup, you play, to, you, you should want Tampa. By a higher chance of losing? More likely, yeah. Tampa's got more offensive fire and more skill than the Bruins. Yeah, I, w- I want to get Boston then. Get that, get that good chance of winning. It's bit. like we, like we said earlier. Boston has been always. Boston has always been built like a playoff team, right? They're rough. They play at you. They play hard. They come at you hard, strong. They'll find a way to grind out wins. So, you know, the playoffs are two weeks away. Game on. The Leafs take on the Nashville Predators tonight in Nashville at 8 o'clock, and they're back home on Saturday uh, against the Detroit Red Wings. Did that get me another L? No. Well, <laughs> Nashville, I mean, top team in the, in, never mind the West, in the league, 106 points. Most likely going to be the President's Trophy winners. Uh... They only got. They've only played seventy-two games, so they do have one game in hand of 
know most teams which have played 73. So that that's that leaves another extra game to get even more points. So tonight's gonna be tough. You're playing against PK Subban. You got to go up against Pekarine. It's gonna be a tough matchup tonight. And Matthews You're playing against the best defense in the NHL. Matthews feels again. You got Matthews back tonight. He's gonna. We don't know if he's gonna want to feel it out a little bit. That shoulder. We don't know maybe if he's gonna. I'm not saying he's gonna be scared. I'm just saying he might want to feel uh, feel out like playing as aggressive as he might usually play. Um, we'll see. Personally, I think if he would have waited to play Saturday night against Detroit, it may have been a little bit easier on him. But then again, too, they're playing the Nashville Predators. That's another team that comes at you hard, fast. They're big and strong, tough team to play against. So, you know, maybe Mike Babcock might be thinking this is the best thing for him, getting into the closest thing as like a playoff-like atmosphere game towards the end of the season. So we'll see tonight, but when this podcast airs tomorrow... On Friday, it's kind of it's gonna be weird. Like we just kind of try to predict some stuff. But. Sorry, guys. Just before we end the hockey, sorry to cut you off, Jr. Sorry about that, man. What? What's up? No, I was just gonna say, Steph, are you sure that uh, your your um, preference for Matthews to play on Saturday rather than tonight has nothing to do with the fact you're going to the game on Saturday? It has nothing to do with that? No, whatsoever? nothing to do with that. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. From a physicality perspective, good question. Nashville plays harder than Detroit does. So I guess well, heavier. I, I guess Mike. Mike won't give him much minutes for tonight's game. Well, maybe not. Maybe if they're down 2-1, I, I can guarantee you he's going on the ice with a minute left. I don't, I don't He's, like, yeah. he's going to look at his bench and say, what can I do? He's I think, still going to coach the game to win. I think we'll see some uh, minutes slowly get back up as for all injured players coming back. And then, excuse me, uh, and then obviously we'll, we'll get that full – how many minutes he 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 gets uh, like every single game, and we'll get that game speed back up and running. Um, quickly, transitioning to a different hockey team, you know Montreal. So Montreal, they're not in the playoff race. Could. Well, they kind of they uh, they could they could make still make it. Calgary Flames, I think they're out, right? Uh, well, the Calgary Flames lost a tough one yesterday. You know, things haven't been going their way. They haven't been putting their scorings went dry. They haven't been able to put the puck in the net as of late. I believe when I looked at the standings this morning, between fit. the second wild card spot in Calgary, I think there's an eight point difference. Right now they have eighty points. Calgary, right now Calgary. Sorry about that. Right now Calgary. Has 80, 80 points. points. Second wild card, which is right now is the LA Kings. They have 87. Okay, so seven points. It's gonna With be, a game in hand. LA has a game in it's hand. It's going to be tough. There's only, what's for them, seven games remaining? They played 75, so they got seven more games. It's going to be tough. They're almost going to have to win every one. <laughs> I, I With br- a few losses, give or take, from other teams. I want to bring up Montreal because, you know, Carey Price is getting back into the game. Uh, he just played against Pittsburgh. Do you think it really matters now that he's going to play until the end of the season when they don't really have a playoff. Well, I'd Montreal's been eliminated already. I'd rest yeah. them. There's no point in There's playing them. Why, sen- would you hurt your, why would you hurt your lottery chances? If you're Montreal, you want to lose as much as possible now. I know the fans aren't going to like it, especially those fans, because they're the most pa- probably the most passionate fans in the league. But... At this point, it's tank season. It's tank, really. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though no one really like Rasmus no Dallin, no, commis- no commissioner, no commissioner wants that tanking. Like Adam Silver from the NBA doesn't want tanking anymore. Probably, um, 
forgot his name, NHL commissioner. Gary, Gary Batman. Batman. Gary doesn't want any tanking as well, but I think it's going to happen though. Well, it's different in the sense because I, I assume you're refer, you're alluding to the Dallas Mavericks case. That was more of a season-long effort. No, no, I'm just saying, no, I'm just saying like as a commissioner, Okay, I, okay, I know what you mean. I, I, I'll have to rephrase my point then. Um, it's a tanking season because there's nothing left to play for. Yes. Obviously, Dallas Mavericks, the NBA, that's that's a whole different no tanking-wise situation where it's a whole long season. Obviously, I just like, yeah, agreeing to your point, one point I want to bring up was that, you know, Carey Price being played that how many games left in the season with no playoff hopes, why, why bother? But essentially, you can't even say tanking season because even if you do end up with the best odds of winning the NHL lottery draft pick, there's still a chance you might not get it, right? So, honestly, I just think the team's going to play it out. They know they're not going to make... They know they've been officially eliminated from playoff contention. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of controversy about where the Montreal Canadiens have been at and where they're going to be next year compared to next year, especially with Carey Price's monster contract starting next year. Yes. Eight years, what is it, $10.5 million? Around that. He will be 31 years old when that contract starts. So, hold on. So, Carey Price stays in Montreal, yes or no? I think he'll be there. I don't think they're going to get rid of that guy. I don't think any team would afford to take on a big contract like that. There are teams that are definitely going to be looking at potentially maybe adding him as an asset, but at the end of the day, you're not going to go trade away your prospects and and your your glue that's going to improve the team for a goalie worth $8 million a year. It's well, not, or sorry, $10.5 million a year. Well, Steph, no, I think it personally, I think if, if, I think it's the other way around. I think you're looking at the perspective of another team is doing Montreal a favor by taking uh, price. I think it's the other way around. I want to know what teams are willing to offer for Carey Price because Carey Price is the best goalie yeah. in the league. Don't kid yourself. He's still the best goalie in the league. We all know this, right? He is the... Well, Carey Price, the Montreal Canadiens are nothing. They were, they're nothing. They're just... We've seen it. They've gone on slumps when he's gotten injured this year. And he's been the reason they made the playoffs, have made playoff runs in the past, and the reason they, you know, now are not. So, we'll have to see. I think, personally, he's staying, and I'm not giving anything less than a superstar for Gary Price. All right, Steph has it. And, uh, leave, <laughs> yeah, just speaking of that now, we're going to have to. So, speaking of leaving, uh, <laughs> Carey Price is not leaving Montreal, I don't no, think. No, I don't think he's going to leave. But Stefano Pelleggi is leaving us can just for say, this episode. Can we say bye to the podcast? Sorry, guys. Yeah, he's got to go. Okay, say bye. I got some stuff to take okay, care say of. say bye. Yeah. Uh, it was nice talking to you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. I get yeah. it. Okay, yeah, see I get, you guys. Yeah, leave. Get, get out of here. We don't I want you here. Mike, man. Which mic were you on? This mic. Yeah, get uh, it. I'm good. I don't want to tell him why. Tristan, you want to switch mics? Nah, I'm okay. I'm you want to sit beside me? He leaves so loud. You want, you want to sit beside me? Whatever. With the way we're sitting right now, we're sitting beside each other. Jr. doesn't want me beside him. What do I smell? No, I'm just saying. Like it's a free space. Like you, you can go in front of me, so I gotta talk in front of you. I don't just talk on the side beside me. Okay, like, Jr. Fine. I'll no, move. you don't have to. I'm just saying. Like, no, no, no. You suggested it all. Okay, hold on. Let me turn off my mic and then switch mics. Okay. Okay, so 
the Carey Price situation. So I, yeah, Carey Price. I do. I believe he stays in Montreal. And then you know people have bringing up just for conversation talks, John Tavares. Imagine he goes to Montreal, but I don't think he's gonna go to Montreal. I think he's gonna stay in New York. Nah, I don't think he's going either. I think personally, he's probably gonna stay in New York. He he most likely he's one of those rare players that wants to do the job, which is win the cup. In this case, he wants to do the job with the team that drafted him, and I feel like they've got talent on that team, Jordan Eberle. <laughs> They've got no. They've got good young talent. You got Barzell. I think that they're gonna want to keep it. Obviously, the Islanders want to keep him, but I think he's gonna want to stay with them as well. So, well, that's that's another story leading into the offseason. There's still yep. uh, roughly every team's got about seven, eight games left to go in the we'll season. We'll have to get to that when the playoff is over. Let's head on to. The hardwoods. Wow, good transition, man. Nah, I thank you. I, I worked on that a lot. No, that was just kind of cool. Yeah. No, that was just a sound. No, effect. I'm just saying, like, you know, just uh, us doing this podcast, you know, <laughs> but our startup from, you know, shout out to Sportsnet 590. The it should be the JT podcast. Let's get rid of the S and let's get rid of Dimitri. We, too. Never, we never really had the D and Dimitri. And yeah, we didn't ever add a D and yeah. we're not going to, we should take out the S. JT yeah. sounds better, right? So finally, two Sportsnet guys from 590 who interned there are doing their own podcast. Yeah. Uh huh. Shout out to Eric Prime. <laughs> okay, back on the hardwood. Back on the hardwood. Toronto Raptors last night, number one team in the East, taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers, number three team in the East. Unfortunately, the latter one, uh, LeBron James, just you know. Oh my it, God! It was it was David. I I was mentioning this before. It's David versus Goliath when it comes to these two. The Raptors could be, what are they now? They're ten and a half ahead of Cleveland, and they're still the David in this case because LeBron James is the Goliath of the NBA. He just tends to beat people. <laughs> the understatement of the year, I know that, but like he just tends to beat every team, especially the Raptors. He just dominates them. You want to go through the stat line, man? You have it on your computer? I do, but if you want to go through it, go ahead. Oh, my God, bro. Because LeBron James, 17 assists. Yep. Zero turnovers. First player in history, right? Zero turnovers. First player in history to do that? I think so, yeah. I think I read that on Twitter. I think so. No, I don't think there's any... There's only player that could have done it was Magic, but he probably got a lot of turnovers as well. Mm -hmm. But also adding to that 35 points and 7 rebounds... That's 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 NBA 2K numbers. That's on pro settings. That's you know <laughs> playing for fun and just having easier like against the CPU. Yeah, against the CPU, having good shooter shooters, having that dimer badge. Yeah, and making sure you get no turnovers. Now here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing that sticks out to me because a lot of people, as I mentioned before, a lot of people always view the Raptors as the under good dog against LeBron James. They're always gonna look at it as yeah, okay, the Raptors can do all they want in the regular season. Season, but at the end of the day, in the playoffs, they're probably going to have to face LeBron and they're probably going to lose to him in six games if it's a good series, right? Like it's just LeBron just t tends to be their kryptonite. But if you look at last night, as you mentioned, JR, it took LeBron 35 points, 17 assists, no steal, no uh, turnovers, excuse me. He had a steal. LeBron had an awesome night and he played 39 minutes. That's what sticks out to me. And he played 39 minutes against the Toronto Raptors. It was consistent minutes too. It's not like, mm -hmm. it's, it's not like he would go off for stretches, a lot of stretch. Yeah. It's not like 10, 10, 10 minutes. 
minutes, it was like probably, for example, not, I'm not, you know, correct on this, but it'll be like five minutes in the first quarter and then the rest of it in the fourth, basically. It's kind of the respect that people were, like LeBron was giving to the Raptors that he needed to beat this team in his home court because that's what LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers have been doing like ever since they've been facing the Toronto Raptors since, you know, two or three years ago with Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. Um, it's it's just it's just the fact that like LeBron James with that respect, just making sure he plays that whole fourth quarter, making making sure he comes out with the win because it was a close game, and it it took a lot of effort just to come back from a seven nine point half by the Toronto Raptors for franchise record. And I'm so glad you brought up that word before about respect because a lot of going into this game, you you hear a lot of the. You know, even the American media is mostly about the, you know, how Toronto should, Toronto beat Cleveland back in January by 42, right? So everybody, so Cleveland, I'm sure, had this game circled on their calendar. For sure. We have to beat them, right? And LeBron especially. But the respect in terms of that LeBron, as I mentioned, had to play 39 minutes. LeBron doesn't usually play those minutes against the East, except for the teams that, or, or anybody for that matter, right? LeBron James is not going to play a lot of minutes if, if he doesn't need to, right? Especially he's in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter too, right? And it also took from Cleveland, it took George Hill shooting 10 for 11 from the field. It took J.R. Smith with, I don't understand how the Raptor, like he had a huge He chose half. last night to go on a streak for a some reason. A huge second half. J.R. Smith, yeah, shot two for three from three-point range. It took Kevin Love shooting eight for 15, another dagger from him uh it just it's ridiculous it was it honestly was um it took a full-on effort for the Cavaliers so what I'm trying to ask you JR is is this more of a positive for the Raptors in the fact that it took such a valiant effort from the Cavaliers and they still only beat them by three like does that take what do you take away from that essentially Damn, if you post it that way because you know what I was thinking when they lost last night or like yeah yeah okay when we record this last night yeah i was thinking that you know raptors are own one against the new this new cleveland cavaliers team even though they're all banged up there's not many players that they're they're not facing larry larry nance jr not tristan playing. thompson yeah tristan thompson um jordan clarkson played last night as well yeah, yeah he, he did and uh, jeff green rodney hood didn't play i don't think rodney hood, uh, george hill played last night yes I'm just saying, like it's it's one and oh, it's zero oh and one against this new team. But you pose the question: is it is it is it kind of a positive? I, I guess I guess so because, in the sense that they 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 had some respect, they had they had some, they they needed to fight for this game. Cleveland, I'm talking about Cleveland. Yeah, on their home court. It's what it's what Raptors have been doing on their home court as well. Like any other team playing defending home court, they want to make sure they get come out win after being blown out. Not really blown out, but like being destroyed in the first half. They want to make sure they close out the game perfectly. And then LeBron like going off in the fourth quarter and Ian Jar- and Jared Smith and playing like a lot of minutes. It's it's stuff like that that you know it's it's a kind of a positive, but a huge negative is that they they the Raptors blew out the game. They lost the lead, like yeah, they always do. Fifteen point lead. If, okay, if the American media, like, oh my, I oh, just talk about respect. What we we talked about last last week, man. I, I know American media is gonna hate on us. I know. I, I I probably I'm probably gonna go home, watch first take, 
probably undisputed with Skip, Skip Bayless, Bayless and Shannon Sharp and then talking about, look, this is the Toronto Raptors team. This is the typical Toronto Raptors team. Look what they did. Look what we said a day before or the day before, the, the, the morning before the game. Look what we said. We said this is the same Raptors that chokes in the playoffs. And look what they did. They choke against Cleveland against one game. Yes, it's one game. It's one game against this new Cleveland team. They face one more time in Cleveland, right? Yes, Cleveland. So that's another test for the Toronto Raptors. But this, they already failed the first test. They lost against this new Cleveland Cavaliers team. So it's going to be interesting what they can do, what they can rally around against. They can try to keep that consistency from the first quarter all the way to the fourth and close out a game cleanly. Like if they get close out the game, like in a close game, like today, like last night, if they made a, a like if they made some good efforts, they didn't turn over the, turn over the ball. If Jakob Pertl did, Jakob Pertl didn't, you know, do a three sixty, you know. Jakob Pertl had himself a game yesterday. Yeah, but he turned over the ball last last minute, but it's whatever. Yeah, no, but he, uh, I really, just, it always stands out to me for some reason. I'm not, I'm not hating on Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl's a great. No, player. of course, right? But I'm just saying there was one play I forget. I think it was in the third quarter. He he shot the ball, missed, grabbed his own rebound against LeBron. I think, and then it was another defender as well. And he just posted it up and was able to lay the ball in. Like it was great. It, honestly, Jakob Pertl is he could play on my team any day. He really could, Jakob oh, Pertl. Oh, for sure. That was a great pickup by the by the Raptors, and just a side note: you brought up uh, Skate Village. Just a, just a little bit of a side note: uh, if for those of you who didn't watch Tim and Sid yesterday, Sid Sixero absolutely destroyed oh, Skate. Oh it goodness. was great. It was just fantastic. That was great television to watch. Um, that, that just my little uh, um, opinion on that. And I knew I knew that Shan like I didn't know Shannon Sharp was going to go on Instagram and like go bash on America. Uh, like on he calls Instagram them the baby. About, yeah, he's going to get a call back against the Canadian. Um, media Canadian fans of the Toronto Raptors and say like look what we said we told you I, I didn't think that was going to be Shannon Sharp like, I thought he was going to do it like the next day on the show I don't know why but they it, it was Shannon us. Sharp you know he it's a the Instagram post about the Toronto Raptors calling him baby dinosaur look what like we told you so like I mean that was a funny video I can't you can't lie that was a funny video I, I it's just disrespectful just disrespectful I don't know what's it going to take seriously is the chip is the chip what it's going to take because unfortunately okay let's go into that conversation it doesn't is it is it gonna take a championship ring? Is it gonna take a championship ring? It's Jr. Um, so this is what happened. I usually book the room for every Thursdays at Seneca College at your campus, about around one thirty all the way to uh, three four twenty. But we we're usually we're, when we record a podcast, we are done e- earlier. Um, Seneca allows us to book the room for three hours, so that's what I do every single week until at the end of the semester, and we'll figure out what happens to this podcast. So, as per usual, uh, room was already booked. We were recording our podcast. As you heard, Stefano was there. He had to go somewhere. That's fine. So it was just me, myself, and Tristan and Marcajani. And we were just recording our podcast. We're talking about the Toronto Raptors. Hopefully, unfortunately, we weren't able to finish the Toronto Raptors talk and get into March Madness and all the other things that we need wanted to talk about uh, in the NBA as well. Um, so, usually when we book a room. We're journalism students. All of us are journalism students. We're not radio students. All these rooms are booked. We're, we're allowed to book these rooms, these studios that record a podcast. But 
I believe that radio students or radio classes have first dibs. So I'm not gonna name this professor because this professor is, you know, I don't, I never been taught by him, but I, I know he's a really, he's a really nice guy, um, from what I've heard, you know, he's, I, I know he's a really nice guy. So I wasn't gonna argue about, you know. Why can't I just continue to record my podcast? Why can't you just, you know, book the uh, book the room later? Because I already booked the room. But you know, he's a radio professor. It's a radio class, so they get first dibs, and that's what I presume to believe. The only thing is, a whole like the only thing I don't get is that, you know, we were recording a podcast. We were in in progress basically so you know uh, we never got that notice that you know there was going to be a class coming in or even on the booking schedule website that it was go- it was booked off because it has my name on it jr manitad it's booked off already so you know i have no problems i have no ill will against anyone so it's just a thing i want to get off my chest that you know we like there's no communication between booking rooms. Fortunately, you know, we wish we wish we would have our own room recording our podcast, you know. We're just journalism students. We want to talk about sports. It's 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 a podcast is a new wave if you can say like it's a new medium that well, it's it's, it's a medium that's been here before, but the thing is like we want we want to have our own show between my classmates, my journalism students, Stefano Pledgy, Justin Mark Jenny, and Dimitri Daffos. Personally, I have my own show. I talk about basketball on a different network. I can't do that with my peers. These four guys, these other three guys, and and other guys or girls that are, that have been on our show before. So, you know, we just we wanted. That's why we created Just Sports Talk podcast. And you know, we all I ask is just you know, I don't I don't know if they're gonna listen to this. Hopefully, you guys can pass it on if any of you guys are listening. You know, just. I just want communication between booking rooms. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode. I know it was short. It was a shorter episode than usual. We'll have more longer episodes back up again in the next following week. We'll have some reoccurring topics, NHL, NBA, Leafs, Raptors, and the Toronto Blue Jays are starting up their season again. So we'll have a season preview about the Bluebirds in the following weeks. Have some more guests coming soon. And... Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Sports Talk and email us at JustSportsTalkShow at gmail.com. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for supporting. And we'll see you guys next week.